Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. We are in a series of texts that are not paralleled in any of the other Gospels, so this is all new material. And today we're going to hear about the parable of the barren fig tree. In order to put this in context, we've got to remember that in just yesterday's text, which I would encourage you to go listen to that devotion if you haven't yet, very important text that highlights some very important concepts. In that text, Jesus pointed out a couple of high-profile, tragic situations to remind everybody that rather than try to figure out why those tragedies happened or who was responsible for them, those tragedies should instead remind everyone else that they themselves are going to die and that they needed to be right with God before that happened. This text comes right after that and it's no accident because it ties to that concept. Verse 6, and he told this parable, a man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser. Look, for three years now, I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And the vine dresser answered him, sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and put on manure. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. So this is an interesting little text that those of us who are around agriculture, like we are in the Midwest of the United States, we can understand. He's going to dig around that bush so that water can get to it. He's going to put some manure on it so that there's some fertilizer around it in hopes that if you give it one more year, it will bear fruit. And then if it doesn't, go ahead and cut it down. The tagline in yesterday's text was, I tell you, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And this parable in today's text is also about repentance. Now the idea behind repentance, the Greek word is metanoia. It means to change your mind, which is interesting because when we hear repentance today, I think we maybe think first of all about changing our behavior or changing our actions. If you're drinking too much alcohol, you need to repent. If you're cheating on your spouse, you need to repent. If you're lying to your parents, you need to repent. In other words, you need to change that behavior and stop doing the wrong thing. But before we change our behavior, we have to change our mind. And what changing our mind looks like is very, very important. Because if it's merely realizing that I shouldn't be drinking as much alcohol, so I'm going to try to stop, or realizing I shouldn't be cheating on my wife, so I'm going to try to stop, or realizing that I shouldn't be lying to my parents, so I'm going to stop. That's not going to cut it for at least a couple reasons. One, in most cases, our minds aren't strong enough to enact different behaviors just by our own willpower. And another reason, even if you are strong enough to enact different behavior by your own willpower, there's still sin that needs to be dealt with. And the only way that sin can be dealt with is by putting our faith and trust in Christ, receiving the forgiveness that he offers, being clothed in the righteousness that he lived, the perfection that he lived, and benefiting from the penalty he paid for sin that we are also required to pay but can't. And when we put our faith in Christ, we receive all those things freely. And we receive the Holy Spirit who compels us from the inside, gives us the power to change our behavior in a way that we can't on our own. So this metanoia, this change of mind, this repentance, what it looks like, the anatomy of it is very important. It must center around putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ so that these supernatural changes can happen 
happen outwardly in our lives. The reason I say that this parable is about repentance is because this bush has to repent. It has to stop not producing fruit and it needs to start producing fruit. And if it doesn't do that within the next year, according to this parable, after the nutrients have been dumped on it to an even greater degree, then it's going to be cut down. It's going to be cut off. This parable is a warning to Israel that they need to stop rejecting God. They need to stop not bearing spiritual fruit. They need to stop doing a bunch of things outwardly that they think are bearing fruit, but are not because their hearts are far from God. And they need to repent. They need to turn to the Lord, serve him, recognize Jesus as the Messiah, and embrace the kingdom of God that he is ushering in. It's interesting that some scholars, according to my ESV study Bible notes, believe that the way this parable is written, the Greek construction of the words, how they're put together, some believe that it suggests that even in this last attempt to get Israel to repent, this last attempt to save this bush, that it's going to fail. They're not going to repent. And at the end of the day, this parable highlights two very important things. One is God is gracious and forbearing and patient. He doesn't owe us another chance. He doesn't owe us another year. He didn't owe that bush the first three years. He didn't owe Israel any amount of time to kind of have their hearts softened and their eyes open and eventually repent. But despite his not owing them that or owing us that, he still is patient. He still is forbearing. Even to the point in this parable where he's willing to wait a little bit longer at the vine dresser's request. That's the first thing we want to pull out of this. That God is patient beyond measure. Second thing we need to pull out of this is that eventually there is going to be judgment. Eventually there will be a day of reckoning and it's not very far in the future. The bush has had three years. It only gets one more year. On our timeline today it could be at any hour and that could take the form of your or my death. That could take the form of Jesus Christ returning. But it could be at any moment. And if we are not bearing fruit that is in accordance with or consistent with repentance, we'll be cut off. And again, we can't get caught up in this bearing fruit thing as if it means that we need to produce works out of our own ability or willpower. We can't do that. The only way we can bear fruit is John 15, abide in me and I in you and you will bear much fruit. Jesus says that he is the vine. We are the branches. All we need to do is be connected to Jesus by faith and fruit will naturally result. If that fruit is not resulting, then we are not connected and there's going to be a day when it's too late to get connected. And the consequences of not being connected after that day will be eternal and horrific. As we said yesterday, some of this stuff might be uncomfortable or sound harsh from Jesus. We're actually very, very fortunate that he is this direct, that he makes it this clear so that there will be no mistake among anyone who takes his word seriously about what's going on here. Be thankful for passages like this and respond to them accordingly. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our two 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.